You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. Today, in Northern California, where I am, it's a cool, brisk morning. And I have to tell you, it's really invigorating. I just returned from a training about a new type of therapy called brain spotting. Actually, it's not exactly new. The newness of it comes from the fact that practitioners are discovering how effective it is and are becoming trained in the implementation of what I call the miracle of brain spotting. I am trained and certified in brain spotting, as is today's guest. And before we meet him, I want to tell you a funny story about brain spotting. I lead an ongoing group of people who have been working to leave their old negative self-talk behind them because they found it debilitating in many aspects of their lives. Most of them have spent years with me in talk therapy. And while talk therapy has its own benefits, it doesn't seem to help members of my group with their cemented core beliefs that they are not good enough or that they're not deserving of respect or some other part of negative self-talk. And these ideas have become embedded in them since childhood. One day in group, a patient was struggling with his core belief that he was not good enough. And in spite of being a highly successful individual, my patient felt insufficient in his successes and his work talents and in his personal life. I brought up the idea of meeting with Amin to do some individual sessions using a new technique I had just discovered, which didn't even require that he talk to me. And that piqued his interest, and we had our first session. And this man was a doubting Thomas, quite intelligent, actually highly intelligent, and he just didn't believe that this, quote, hocus-pocus could ever work. So four sessions later... My patient reported that he was feeling immensely better and that I had performed voodoo on him. So that was his joke. And he couldn't believe how good enough he was feeling. And he explained, it's not like this great epiphany. It's more like a change creeps up on you without you even knowing it. And this captivated my group. So another group member approached me. And after three brain spotting sessions, he reported a similar outcome as had his fellow group member. In session, this other patient processed what was going on with him out loud, and the first patient was quiet throughout the process. Talking doesn't matter with brain spotting. And I'm sharing this with my listeners because I firmly believe that whatever your issue, brain spotting can help you. I advise you to go to YouTube and look up David Grand, G-R-A-N-D, Ph.D., and he um, has a YouTube called What is Brain Spotting, and it will explain it to you really well, and so will today's guest. So David Grand is a psychologist who discovered this technique that he's named brain spotting, 
And from his original discovery has become a my- has come a myriad of new techniques that have become an integral part of the brain spotting therapy process. The training I just attended was about how to conduct brain spotting with children, tweens, and adolescents. And I find brain spotting amazingly effective in a short period of time. Today, we have a return guest, Dr. Tom Rohr, who is a certified brain spotter. He is a graduate of Michigan State University, has a private practice in Walnut Creek, California, and conducts teletherapy with brain spotting, which I must admit I don't yet know how to do. And his focus is on areas of performance. Dr. Rohr, it's a pleasure to have you with us this morning. I have so many questions for you because I want our listeners to understand exactly what brain spotting is. First of all, welcome and describe what brain spotting is for us. Well, thank you for having me, Dr. Ann. And you've actually done a pretty good description already. (laughs) So brain spotting is a brain-based therapeutic method it's based on the client being able to identify and use a specific spot in their field of vision known as a brain spot. So holding this position, this eye position, allows the client to identify or even identify the issue to be processed, to find where this issue is held in the brain, and to activate and connect with that issue that they want to process. This will allow them to shift and resolve even the most deep, uh, very stuck kinds of issues because of the basic structure of brain spotting. It gets pretty technical to go much deeper than that. In brain spotting, it said where you look affects how you feel. So brain spotting is a very creative process where the client is in charge, is guided by their own brain and body. My role as a brain spotting therapist is to observe in a state of uncertainty. This is exactly the opposite of what the field of psychology generally does. It's all about you know putting that client into a, you know, a certain category and labels and now we know how to deal with them in a very specific protocol. This is the exact opposite. Sitting in uncertainty means that I don't know what's going to happen. Therefore, I'm totally able to be available to that client based on what information they're giving me, uh, potentially verbally, but even more likely in their in their style, their mannerisms, their their response, and in a commonly a very visual level. Therefore, every issue is has its own different brain spot, and every session is unique. One or more of several brain spotting approaches um, will be used during the client's processing. This starts with my holding the pointer in a spot that the client determines is the correct spot. My role is to help them find that and that spot and hold that spot with the, with the pointer. Excuse me. So brain spotting will help clients in two ways, to reduce or resolve any trauma or negative issue, any painful issue, and to use 
positive experiences to be an asset and to expand their ability to perform, both approaches will benefit the client in their life. One is on the end of dealing with the negative, the other end on the uh, expanding the positive. Brain spotting is an extremely natural, almost organic process, which allows the brain and body to do what it does on a regular basis. We just it's so organic that we don't understand that we're doing it. We don't even realize we're doing it. And so I encourage my clients in session to trust their brain and body to do what it does all the time. The client will be listening to a bilateral, usually ocean waves, sound goes back and forth from one ear to the other about every four seconds, eight seconds in total, total cycle. Uh, and this oscillation... Sound, sound oscillation excuse me, stimulates one hemisphere of the brain and then stimulates the other. This activates the brain. Wow. Well, <laughs> that's a great explanation. Um, tell us how brain spotting was discovered. Well, you did a pretty good job already, but <laughs> the short version is Brain spotting was accidentally discovered by David Grant in 2003 while he was doing a, a eye movement type of therapy, which he was an expert in. He written a book on it. And because of the client's significant facial reactions, he realized that as he got to center and actually felt that something took his hand and just held it in that one spot, that the client was, excuse me, the client was able to really process deeply. And from that moment, he thought he had something going, and he shared it with other colleagues, mostly who were doing the, the very technique he had been doing, which he had trained them in. And they all started doing this, and they became very quickly to realize that they had something that was different and more powerful than the original technique. Yes, and as a person who is certified in this technique, I just want to say to our listeners, this is honestly an amazing technique. I've been a therapist since 2001, and I have never seen anything work like this. So as a certified brain spotter, Dr. Rohr, would you tell us what's so different about brain spotting? Well, brain spotting is very simple. It's easy for the, the easiest technique that I'm aware of for a client, and I'm trained in pretty much everything out there. And from my point of view, it's extremely easier than anything I've ever used. It's very outcome-oriented and very effective in creating a profound change at a very deep and unconscious level. It will change the client's internal mental wiring, the natural structure of the trauma or whatever it is. I'd like to use the analogy that it's sort of like having a, a rock between your, your box springs and your mattress, and you lay down on that bed and your back. That hurts. You connect to it, it hurts. If you pull the mattress back, take a good-sized sledgehammer and pound the rock to pulverize it, 
and then you put the mattress back down and lay back down on it. It's still not comfortable, but it's not painful. And that's sort of what the good metaphor for how it changes the structure of the trauma or the issue, the painful issue that um, is causing the problems and causing the trauma, causing the, the problem with performance. It does so in a very gentle manner. So it also is very quick. Um, and it's so client-focused that the um, because it's it's um, it's so all happens inside the client. And as you mentioned, I've literally had clients that have walked in the door and said, "These are previously known clients that they have an issue they want to deal with. You don't want to tell me what it is. They didn't say a thing. We processed it. They said thank you. It's better." And walked out the door, and I didn't even know what the, the issue was. That's not something you be taught in graduate school. <laughs> that is, that is for sure. That's called no talk therapy. <laughs> really? So, and I and with it, years ago, I was in an intern, and the other technique of suggesting you learn it, and he said, "Well, then all I got to do is just do this. What's in it for me? How do they get their ego stroked?" And the fact is that I get my ego struck when the client gets better corporately, and I go, "Wow, you know." It's like, and if they and if they think, "Gee, what do I need the therapist for?" That's actually a good thing. May not make me more money, but it's really want the client to feel like they can do things without going to the therapist every time something comes up. Yes. And, you know, so, uh, talk therapy, excuse me for a second, talk therapy has okay. this long history of you're in therapy forever because you're going to talk it out, and then we have an insight. But I've not noticed over the years that that, I've noticed that it's helpful with many people, but it doesn't really change the core issues like brain spotting does. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So because brain spotting will neutralize issues, blocks, fears, etc., anxieties that have been undermining the person's life, it really opens up and expands their mental emotional resources, including their ability to perform at a higher level or an ability they never realized they could perform at because the underlying issues which, which cause them to hesitate, etc., aren't there anymore. So overall, the person can live a happier and more successful life um, and perform better, whether it's a day-to-day task or in front of a, you know, in front of a audience. It's almost the opposite of talk therapy. Clients, again, don't have to share anything, and that's probably, the, from my point of view, uh, the most amazing part of brain spotting. Many people do not want to do not want to reveal molest and other kinds of very painful issues to somebody that basically you don't really know very well. Yeah, and I just love your analogy of the mattress and the rock <laughs> because it seems like, in my experience, it's so true. And then you lay down on the mattress, and whatever is bothering you is so painful. Now, Dr. Rohr, we keep referring to brain spotting. 
And this makes me curious about what a brain spot is exactly. Would you explain to our listeners what is a brain spot? Yeah, well, it's very simple, actually. It's just a point in the client's visual field of vision where when they look there, it opens up like a channel with the ability for the brain to look at the pointer and actually it's it's, uh, theorized that the brain then looks back at itself. It identifies where the issue is in the brain and has a structure to deal with it. Now, I'm going to have to interrupt you, Dr. Moore, because I've lost track of the time, and we have to break for a commercial. So, listeners, we will be right back with Dr. Tom Rohr talking about brain spotting, and hopefully we will get those little pings out of our program. We will be right back. Want to ace your upcoming survey exam? The NLC Prep Combo has everything you need to help you crush your upcoming FS, PS, Florida PSM, California PLS, or Texas RPLS exam. Combos include a full-length practice exam book with the same number of questions and category types as the actual exam, a pre-programmed HP 35 with 17 programs to solve those time-consuming equations such as COGO, triangles, traverses, and more in seconds. A complete online course is included that covers every topic of the exam with videos, workbooks, quizzes, and a full-length practice exam that simulates the computer-based format of the FS and PS exam. That gives you not just one, but two full-length practice exams to help fully prepare you for test day. Visit us at nlcprep.com for more information and let us help you crush your exams. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners. We are talking today with Dr. Tom Rohr on Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. And I'm going to return to this question that I asked you, Dr. Roar, before our break, where I had lost track of time for our commercial break. What exactly is a brain spot? Could you review that one more time so we're all clear on it? Sure. It's basically just a point in the client's visual field. When they identify that, and I, we go through a process of helping them do that, they open up their brain and body to almost like a vortex 
and it just allows them to do what they can often do naturally. It's a very organic process. Yeah, I often refer to it as um, somehow uh, this spot allows tracking through all of the, let's call them the rocks and the mattresses that are held in your brain. And it mysteriously, mysteriously locates um, issues. And I can share that I've had a patient who came in, or many patients who come in like saying, I want to deal with XYZ issue. And they end up dealing with this issue that they didn't even know they had. And they feel better after the process. And, and yeah. up, on that note, how does one find a brain spot? How do you do that? Well, um, it's just the client's senses where it is. And it's much easier than clients think it is after the, before the first time that they actually do the work. Um, there are basically two approaches. One is that I just pay attention to where the client's eyes go when I ask them to open their eyes up or their eyes are already open, I'm watching. And that usually is the brain spot. The other way is to kind of use a, a, a sort of a matrix from one side, right, left, up, down, and sometimes backwards and closer and further away. And eventually we find a spot, even with people that are the most hesitant, they usually can say, well, yeah, it's a little bit more intense there. Or they're not even sure they can really consciously get it. They just kind of think that's the, that's the spot. But in probably three quarters of the time, they either can immediately identify it or they can figure it out relatively quickly. So um, let me just summarize if I understood this correctly. Um, people, the clinician can track where the patient is looking, and that's usually a spot. Or they can hold a pointer, and there's various techniques through which a patient um, can identify an activating or a grounding brain spot. Is that correct? Correct. Thank you. You described it a little bit better than I do. <laughs> you know, I know you know that we're talking to folks who are not experts in brain spotting. Yeah. I just want to make it really, really clear for them that um, and and if once you identify the brain spot, honestly, you don't even have to talk or the activating or grounding place. You don't really have to talk. Is that right? <clears throat> Usually, that's so unless a client doesn't seem to be I mean verbalized that they you know they feel lost or they haven't quite got it, but often the client goes into such a connection that, no, it's obvious they're connected, it's obviously their process, and sometimes they're, I need to say little or nothing, and they often won't say anything. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing. So I want to ask you, what types of issues are brain spotting used for? Because we're talking in such general terms like, oh, this cures everything. What's your experience with this? Well, it can be helpful with literally everything because everything has an emotional component to it, and that's we're really dealing with the psychological, emotional aspect of, of whatever work we're doing. So trauma and painful experiences are the most focused on, on the most uh, sessions are based on those, those uh, issues. And a good example of, Wait a second. That kind of work is the, what are you doing the uh, work that's been, been done over the years at uh, the Sandy Hook tragedy. <laughs> I thought you were having lunch with him. Uh, Dr. Grant and some other 
Oh. Brain spotting therapists have okay. been making regular visits and I believe still are going down on occasion in New York City to uh, to work with folks on a voluntary basis. Um, and addiction, anxiety, depression, relational issues, pretty much every human issue can be helped or resolved. Are you going to try to do how in the morning? Brain the other focuses that I use brain spotting for is the performance work. Can we just go and from the hell to me? Limited number of people, but but some. Let's see. Um, He's eight to nine. I no, focus on both ten. everyday performing issues. Or if like, you can leave it set up, or I can just. You know, how do how do I perform better I've in my got, relationship? Uh, lady how do I perform better at work? I think. And then of course, most people come in because they're doing public performing. So I shouldn't have any. Uh, they're, whether they're sports people or actors or okay, well, public speakers, and they. Uh, their stage anxiety is have to leave there. It's not that important. Off the hook. Even people don't realize just how many performers, especially stage performers, uh, anybody in front of a camera gets can be so, really, really nervous. They pull it off. They don't know. It doesn't seem like anybody's happening. But so we're basically helping them find yeah. the zone, commonly also known as flow, the groove, we, uh, the sweet spot, and Using that to expand to grow, so. the client's ability to so, perform yeah. in context of singing the song, um, shooting the basket, hitting the baseball, whatever the particular performance issue they're having. Um, so brain spotting can reduce or usually eliminate in a very short-term basis um, this work and most clients leave and tell me, boy, that was really worth the money. It was such a quick, such a quick fix. Other things that brain spotting can help with and in terms of developing, connecting, helping the client connect to their mental, emotional resource states. These are states such as being calm, courageous, resilient, strong, I really enjoy helping people, uh, my clients, find their God spot and make a, have it feel a much stronger connection spiritually. Yes, it is, it is really amazing how many aspects of human challenges brain spotting seems to be able to address and in some way correct with just the guidance um, not necessarily great number of therapeutic techniques, just the guidance by their clinician. Now, we're coming up on a hard break, and I'm, the next question I want to ask you, though, is I would like to ask you to describe for our listeners what actually happens in a brain spotting session. And before you answer that, we'll have to answer that after the commercial break, I just want to say it is um, amazing what happens in a session and, and how the clinician sets it up. And there are many different therapeutic techniques within brain spotting that uh, clinicians can implement. So with that said, listeners, we will be back with Dr. Tom Rohr talking about uh, brain spotting techniques, what it is, what it does in a few minutes. 
You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. Obamacare is failing, but in order to get back on the right track with health policy, people need to be informed. Obamacarewatch.org is your resource to understand what's happening with this law and what you can do to stay active, stay informed, and make positive change happen. Obamacarewatch.org. Visit us now. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. We are here with Dr. Tom Rohr discussing this wonderful therapeutic technique that's easy. And uh, Dr. Rohr, before we went to commercial break, I was asking you what actually happens in a brain spotting session. Would you describe that so our listeners can get some comfort with it? Sure. The process starts with initially with understanding the client, who the client is, and their history, especially their trauma history, and what outcomes they want to achieve. Um, then the actual work can start. This is a, I'm going to do a brief review. Client decides on what they want to focus on and the outcome they want. They put a set of headphones on with a bi- bilateral sound. Usually I use ocean waves. They focus inside on their chosen experience. They likely be, are visualizing it, they're connecting to the emotions they feel about it, and the location of their physical sensations in their body. They're encouraged to stay connected and softly gaze on the pointer that I'm holding to and follow it as we find the brain spot. They're asked to acknowledge when they feel connected, often they'll have their eyes closed initially to really connect to the experience. Um, sometimes it's obviously they're obviously connected because of swallowing and a um, large amount of blinking they're doing, etc. They're helped to find their brain spot in the way I described earlier. You find it by noticing where they're looking, or you do a kind of a matrix with the pointer back and forth and up and down. My job is to primarily to hold a pointer and observe the client. 
they softly gaze in the pointer and connect inside to their experience. They're encouraged to try not to try to make it happen, but to allow it to happen. They may be asked to share their intensity, level of their intensity at a 0 to 10 scale, 10 being the most intense. And sometimes they will do that, and sometimes they won't, and sometimes they'll say it's high or low or lower. I let them know that no matter how intense it goes up to, it will come down typically from that highly intense area uh, to in five or ten minutes. You don't need to kind of hang on to that and breathe through that high level of intensity for very long. Their intensity, if their intensity doesn't go down within about ten minutes, I'll go to a, another more advanced techniques. One of one of a number of techniques. The client's intensity generally goes down in a very kind of gradual pattern until ideally it goes down to a zero. It may go up before it goes down. Usually it gets down to zero. Sometimes not. Sometimes clients say, I don't want to go to zero for some specific reason. Remember, they're in charge. So whatever they want, whatever they want to end that, and whatever level of intensity, it's totally up to them. We do a quick check-in about they reconnect into the original focus, the trauma, to check whether it really has been processed or they've just disconnected from it. If it stays at zero, the session is ready to be ended. Wow. Well, thank you for explaining that. I'm going to summarize it just so I make sure that I understand it. So... The client comes in, tells you what they want to talk about, um, and then you either look where they're gazing or you get a pointer out and they help you find their most activating or their most grounded spot. And then you hold the pointer there and you check in with the client about where they feel, what they're feeling in their body, and you ask them um, to tell you on a scale of 0 to 10 how activated they are, and then they process either quietly or verbally what's going on inside them, and then you uh, ground them and calm them down, and then the therapy session ends. Did I get it? Yep. Okay. That's right. <laughs> All right. That's a lot so of here's explanation. a question. What? It was just, yeah, just a detailed process. Go ahead. Yeah. So here's a question I bet I, our listeners are wanting to know about, and that's called the doubting toms. You know, people who are saying, this won't work for me. I've had these issues for years, and I don't know how to do anything else about them. Does brain spotting work with everyone? Yes, at least in theory. The two groups of people that I found that really don't do well or don't do as well as they could um, are people that are either emotionally defended or emotionally disconnected. I had a client uh, early on in my using brain spotting who was, I said, do you have traumas in your background? And he said, oh, yes, I have a number of very painful traumas. I said, gee, it doesn't seem like you're experiencing much pain. He said, Oh, no, I don't feel them because that would be too painful. 
But and this, it happened. We tried it, but it didn't work at all because he was stayed totally up in his head and uh, just didn't work. So for anybody who's willing to kind of let go and connect, that um, because it is such a, a natural process, it works very effectively and using usually shockingly more effective than the client thought it was going to work. Um, so it's really all on the client because it's such a client-centered process. Yes, and, and I have to add, I've had patients who come and say, this isn't working for me, and uh, I want to go back and drink, for example. And those folks are, as you said, um, I have found not really open to the process and resistant to wanting to change uh, or open themselves to the possibility of change that brain, brain spotting offers. And um, they don't want to process their past, which they don't have to out loud. And they don't want to um, get in touch with things that are painful in the present. So I would say it works for most, but not everybody. Would you agree? Correct. Yeah. So talk to us about performance problems and how brain spotting helps. Well, um Performance issues that undermine the performance ability uh, to perform optimally or even perform at all are more common than people think. Often coaches and family members, peers may be thinking they just need to focus more. It's just lack of focus or maybe it's lack of talent or motivation. And even if focus and motivation are an issue, why are they? When standard approaches don't work, mental imagery, um, affirmations, refocusing, um, then almost always there's an underlying trauma. This is the reason why that the normal things that work most of the time aren't working. And so resolving the underlying issue will allow the, the performer to in whether it's sports or singing or public speaking or whatever the level type of performance to then just do uh, performing their natural level of ability and with some expansion work, brain spine expansion work, maybe even perform better than they ever have been able to perform in the past. That's pretty amazing. That, that it can work that way. Now, I understand that one of your focuses is helping high school athletes athletes raise the level of their performance so that they can compete at the college level, especially maybe getting a scholarship. Could you talk to us about that? Sure. Yeah, this is something that I've rather recently started specifically focusing on. And generally, a young athlete can raise their performance level um, in about 10 sessions of brain spotting work, uh, whether this results in just the, the joy of being able to perform at a collegiate level, or whether they get a partial and full scholarship, is uh, will be only seen as time goes on. But in the meantime, they're performing better. And um, so, I'm going to give an example. I, last year, I was working with a 
uh, high school junior who was the best uh, shooter on his basketball team. But he started shooting worse than he did uh, during his junior year. And so he came to me and we did some work. And he was able to bring his performance up to the level he was then performing and slightly better. This gave him a real hope that as his senior year came up, that he would be able to even increase more his ability to perform. And if he was blessed, maybe get a scholarship to a college scholarship. So he had a very a very positive experience. Yeah, now we also have to be realistic because I've had parents with their two-foot-tall child say, oh, my God, he's going to be a basketball star. So that brain spotting is going to help that because yeah. I don't know of any two-foot uh, basketball stars. So there has to be, well, could we say there has to be interest and talent? Can we say that? Sure. But any, any athlete, for instance, that can start in a high school basketball team, is likely to have the talent to be able to play collegiately. Um, they yeah. get to the pro level, and yeah, there's things like height. Um, I had a, a man I knew years ago who, um, five for ten in high school, he held the state high jumping record. And when he went to try out for the Detroit Pistons and was cut, he was told if he was only two inches taller, he would have made the team. The guy was terribly talented. He just didn't have the amount the height to do what he had to do. Wow. Well, uh, we've mentioned sports performance, and I know that's a special area of interest for you. How did you get interested in brain spotting and sports performance? Well, since I've been very young, I was very young, I participated in a range of sports and other types of performing. I also always enjoyed watching high-level performances. <clears throat> Even when I didn't understand the details of the activity, many years ago I was taken to see the Russian ballet do Swan Lake, and I didn't understand what was going on, but I understood that the performers were really good at what they were doing, and therefore I enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed it more if I understood what was going on, but nonetheless, it was just amazing. <laughs> well, uh, and it, it sounds, Dr. Rue, like you're doing such good work with um, athletes, especially, and uh, increasing their performance. Will you give us an example, and then we're going to come up on a break in about a minute. Will you give us an example okay. from your experience about how brain spotting positively affects sports performance? Well, let me say that brain spotting, the approach of brain spotting is uh, different from normal sports psychology. We assume that traumas are underlying um, poor performance as long as the traditional techniques didn't work. This is especially true with extreme issues, commonly called the yips. And the yips are a loss of functioning, the inability to perform a behavior that the person can normally do very easily, such as throwing a baseball. It appears that the athlete is getting into his head and intellectualizing, trying to think it through, and that's and that's uh, death for an athlete who lives by his, refle his reflexes, his or her. Um, 
So I'm going to have, I'm going to, have to interrupt you, Dr. Rohr. I'm going to have okay. to interrupt you because we're coming up on a hard break. I'm sorry. I'm, we're going to pick up where we left off when we return. And listeners, we will be right back. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients, dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business practices, and fascinating business professionals to get an insider view of how America works. The Business Hour, from 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Listeners to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio, we are here with Dr. Tom Rohr talking about this amazing therapeutic technique called brain spotting. And before the commercial break, we were talking about the yips. And Dr. Rohr, would you pick up where you left off about talking about the yips and how brain spotting positively affects sports performance? Sure. The yips are uh, extreme loss of functioning, throwing the baseball, shooting shooting a free throw, in a moment when a person can get in their head, um, when it's a, they have to do a very quick reaction, they typically can do it well. And this is really undermined by one or many, history of many traumas. And when those traumas can get neutralized, the person can go back and you know, throw the ball or whatever the skill is perfectly. Hmm. <laughs> what can I say about that? That's so amazing. Now, I've seen a demonstration with a singer who sang her song, and then she did an adequate job. And then she did some brain spotting treatment, and then she re-sang her song, and she got a standing ovation. And I thought the entire outcome was truly amazing. Tell us about how brain spotting can help a singer, for example. Sure. 
Well, first, the singer is helped to connect to their being in the zone, being in the sweet spot, being in that moment of their experience when they know they're nailing it, they know they really are connected to the experience. And then I help them find the brain spot that goes along with this, and then they stay focused on that brain spot and rehearse the song or the free free throw shooting or such um, moment very slowly, moment by moment, note by note for the singer. And then when they come back, they finish that, they come back and sing it again, and they are so connected. They're so connected to the part they're performing that it's just nailed. Hey, uh, yes, and I saw this demonstration, and honestly, listeners, it was like, how did this happen? It was so unbelievable. Now, I'm wondering, because this is a relationship program, relationship radio, can brain spotting be used in couples therapy or with regards to relationship challenges? Yes, it can. Now, understand that it's not the whole process. We're using cognitive behavioral and various kinds of other tools. But when the, either one of the partners of the couple come up against an issue, such as an old uh, trauma from a past relationship, we can kind of go there, process that issue, or have a separate session and process that issue, and then it's resolved, and then it's not coming up. You can help one or both parties connect to valuable mental, emotional resource states, such as courage or resiliency, and bring that into the, the, the session into their lives so that they really have an asset. Or we can help both of them together enhance or expand their vision of their relationship and their future life together. Um, this is in addition to, again, all the cognitive, behavioral, structural, spiritual approaches that I might use also. Yes, and I've had so many patients in my own practice come and say, I just can't do X, Y, and Z because of some past trauma. And when we brain brought the topic, it seems like the uh, powerfulness of the trauma diminishes pretty interesting to watch. Now, Dr. Rohr, do you do brain spotting outside of your office? Yes, when it's needed. I can do brain spotting or any other work, and usually it's brain spotting because it's usually at the place where the performance is going to happen or the trauma happens, and that's the best kind of using brain spotting. So, yes, I can do that through video conferencing or actually in the moment at that location. I find that pretty amazing because, well, I don't know how to do that, (laughs) but to be able to brain spot via video conference is like, okay, uh, how do you do that? How do you find the brain spot on a video conference? Can you just let us know? Yeah, it's it's more using body sensations than visual. The visual can can be done, and there's ways of doing that. But usually, especially since I primarily work with uh, athletes, athletes are very in tune with their body. So they, so asking them how they feel about that, they really can connect to that. And they may feel very intense, 
and then really connecting to that with the head, you know, the, the oscillating sound and such, um, they can process that. So um, on video conference, you have that put on the cross-hemispheric music, and yes, then you interact absolutely. with that. Okay, all right. Now we've and been discussing we know, what? And we already know what their brain spot is. I got it. Okay. Now we've been discussing performance improvement. What do you find is the biggest cause of poor performance? Well, um, boring as it may be, <laughs> lack of preparation, you know, lack of practice is number one. That next probably is the athlete getting in there, the performer getting in their head, overthinking it. I'm trying to say, I need to do. I just hold the ball like this, and that's that's a killer of high performance. And thirdly, not staying focused, ideally in the zone and flow and the groove, whatever term you want to use. And the uh, getting your head and not staying in the in the zone are clearly commonly brain spotting work because it's typically undermined by traumas and other sports injuries. Now, I have to admit that I'm not a big sports fan, so I hope that doesn't insult any listeners out there. But I have to ask you, what do you mean by saying staying in the zone? Well, the zone is a sports term. The um, music people call it being in the groove. In positive psychology, the term flow is the same process. And there's a term that's come up now, uh, the sweet spot. It seems to be using more and more in all areas of life. So it's being totally focused, engaged, and absorbed in the task at hand. This task is usually challenging and will push the, the uh, person's skills, um, sometimes to the extreme. There'll be a sense of control and effortlessness, yet a loss of sense of self and loss of sense of time. Um, interesting. So do most athletes find to have a zone, know the zone, and stay in their zone? <clears throat> most athletes go in the zone sometimes. The better ones more often. Um, but no athlete or performer stays in the zone 100% of the time. Otherwise, they'd be off the hook good. Okay, and I bet our listeners are wondering, what is the cost of a brain brain spotting session? Well, I I I charge what is, I understand is pretty much the typical for sports performance-related psychological work, and that's $200 an hour. Most of my work is pretty short-term, about 10 sessions. And I do use a sliding scale when it's obviously obvious that that's... uh, uh, a, uh, a reasonable thing to uh, basically a, a student that has no money and that's pretty high price um, situation so I understand that when you're doing brain spotting it's so much quicker that it actually is saves the client quite a bit of money in the long run versus other techniques or talk therapy etc and I want our listeners to know that across the country, and there are many brain-spotting therapists across the country, rates may vary because 
I think Dr. Rohr and I know I come from a very affluent um, area in which people can pay $200 an hour, but in many areas of the country, I'm sure that's not the fee. So if you are interested in this, please search around, call folks that are brain spotting clinicians and ask them what their fee is and see if that fits your budget. As Dr. Rohr said, it's short term. Now, I know that many clients who are in therapy complain that therapy seems to go on and on and on forever. And I know we've determined that usually brain spotting is some 10 sessions or less. What if it takes more? Um, well, I would, personally, I would determine that along the way. Um, I um, often get people a reduced fee if it goes longer than 10 sessions. Um, and the fact is that I have worked with clients sometimes as, as few as three to five sessions, and the issue they came for is resolved. The going on and on partially happens because there's always one more issue. I mean, literally, otherwise the person's life would be just absolutely perfect, and that just doesn't <laughs> exist. Well, Dr. Rohr, I want to thank you for being on Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio this morning, and you provided us with some really important information. Before we close, please tell our listeners how they can contact you. Yes. As you said, I'm in Walnut Creek, California. Uh, my phone number is 925-595-6433, and my personal website is personal professional, is T-O-M-R-O-H-R-E-R.com, TomRoh.com. And my brain spine site is B-S-P-Performancecenter.com. B is in boy, B-S-P. Well, listeners, if you have challenges in your life, interview a therapist who's trained in brain spotting and see what you think. And in closing, remember, only you can create your world the way you want it to be. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.